Aging with beauty and power has never been as important as it is today. Now is the time for you to ignite your light and spark your power at the Wonder Health Age and Vitality Virtual Summit live from Fort Collins, Colorado on April the 18th, 2020. We will deliver live stream content and video downloads of our entire summit directly to your inbox so that you may be safe and well in the comfort of your own home. As our plans evolve, we will share more details with you. Be sure to check out wonderhealth.com and that is wonder with a U for the ever evolving details or on Instagram at wonderlife at wonderhealth. We are shining the light on you and the world and knowing we will all rise and be better than ever. This is the Wonder Life Podcast, the voice for health and wellness. Each week, we chat with real people doing big and small things to inspire us to light up our lives so we can go out and light up this world. You may find us on social at Wonder Health, and that is Wonder with a U. We hope you enjoy our show. On this episode of the Wonder Life Podcast, I was so excited to challenge myself and do something that, number one, was completely inappropriate to do with all of you listening, so of course I wanted to do it, and just something that I've heard a lot about and it's a little bit controversial. It's vaginal steaming. Some people say it's good for you, others don't, but when my friend Dr. Megan Gray at Balance Thistle started doing it, I had to find out from an expert about this practice. So listen in as I have my first experience while sitting over herbs steaming into my vag and cleansing it. We hope you enjoy the show. So I just got undressed and I'm now sitting on my little throne. Um, waiting for Dr. Megan to come in. So just for everybody's edification, I am going to interview Dr. Megan Gray. She's a doctor of Chinese medicine who has started offering vaginal steaming. I've heard a lot about it, um, some controversial stuff, and just as far as like, is it good for you? Is it not good for you? And so I thought, what a better way to find out than to get it done and talk to the doctor. So when she gets in, we will start this episode of the Wonder Life Podcast. Oh my so God, I'm, I'm so nervous. excited. <laughs> I'm going to put my crown on. I think okay. you should wear a crown too. Which I one mean, do you by like? all means, either one. This one looks good with your outfit. Okay. I'm going to set your timer so that we don't... Okay, so we don't oversteam the we drain. We don't oversteam you. No, not the first. Okay. What you got for me? Well... What is vaginal steaming? <laughs> okay, so I treat a lot of women's health as a doctor of acupuncture and a nutritionist. And so I get a lot of women of all ages. I get teenagers, I get women in their 20s and 30s, and I get women, you know, postmenopausal. So one of the concerns that I feel like it took people a long time to open up to me about 
after they started seeing me, as well as one of the concerns I find extremely challenging to treat is vaginal dryness. Oh. So, um... And what are the ages of these ladies with vaginal dryness? You would think that it was postmenopausal. And I'm not saying it's not. I get a lot of postmenopausal right. women. Right, because that's, like, what I immediately went to. I'm like, these are older women mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. who feel dried up. I get a lot of postmenopausal women with vaginal dryness, but I'm noticing by bringing in the service that it's it's affecting younger women too, and it's even harder for younger women to talk about it. Um, so I'm right, because we're supposed to be like juices flowing, yes, liberated in our sexuality. Exactly. Okay. So um, I was doing acupuncture, I was doing internal herbs, and on some people I see good change in vaginal dryness, and on some people I was like, man. I'm having a hard time fixing this. So basically it spurred me to do some research. What are other tools I could use to and treat dryness? Get a little hot. <laughs> I'm take my sweater off. Sweater off. You can hold the sheet up a little bit and air out if you need to. <laughs> Just uh, airing it out. Yeah. Gotta get my crown back on. Yes, the crown is an important part. So basically I started doing some research and in Chinese medicine we have um, a type of medicine that's basically called fumigation ther- therapy. So okay. it's using either smoke or steam to treat certain conditions in the body. So we're really familiar with moxibustion, with acupuncturists who use moxa, which is smoke therapy. Um, and then I was like, wow, so steam therapy is a thing. And so I found um, an additional certification about or that is for vaginal steaming for acupuncturists and started the class taught by an acupuncturist in California and basically learned that you can do a lot with it. So it's, it's really common in other cultures all around the world. So really common in Korean cultures, really common in parts of Africa, parts of South America, etc. Um, and the number one reason it's used across the world is postpartum recovery. Interesting. Yes. So I have learned that it's not just for vaginal dryness. Um, one of the more common things we're seeing in clinic for yoni steaming here is a lot of um, recurrent infections. So people with bacterial vaginosis, people with yeast infections, things like that, um, that are kind of tired of being put on antibiotics and then having the infection reoccur. So treating a lot of that, definitely treating a lot of vaginal dryness, a lot of pain during intercourse patients. Um, and things that women struggle to talk about that we should not struggle to talk about. Okay, that's a little hot. Yes. Yeah. Is, is it supposed to be? So it's pretty warm, so usually yeah. I say just kind of lift air the sheet, air it out, yeah, okay. let, the, let the smoke out. Um, or not smoke the smoke, it. the steam. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so totally expected. And it comes in waves, so you'll have a wave of, wave of warm and then it'll cool off. Okay. Try from the top. Actually work. Okay. 
So, um, basically, when a patient comes in and wants to do yoni steam, or if I'm working with a patient with acupuncture and I feel like they're a good fit for this, the first step is that traditional Chinese medicine gynecological diagnosis. So, um, do you have a blood stagnation condition? Do you have um, a uterine fatigue kind of situation? And from that diagnosis, I'm able to kind of gear the herbal prescription. So if you've got uterine fatigue, so you've got short cycles or a little bit of prolapse or something like that, um, I'm gonna use a little bit of astragalus, you know, something that's lifting and energizing. Um, if you've got dryness or um, we're gonna use a little bit of a more moisturizing herb. If you've got um, amenorrhea, so you haven't had a period in a while, that's something I've been treating a lot with steam. Um, then I'm going to get some blood moving herbs in there. Oh, interesting. Yep. So, um, something that is like totally TMI, but like I'm sitting here getting a badge steam, so we're totally yep. sweet. So I pee a lot uh-huh. and I, I mean, I drink a lot throughout the day, so I'm like always going to the bathroom, but I wonder, you know, I mean, to a degree, I, I mean, I'm not trying to create an issue for myself, but sometimes I wonder, do I have an overactive bladder? Mm. Like, so if someone has, like, that sort of thing, does this help to bring that back into balance? I mean, I'm not trying to, like, make up a condition, but I do pee a lot. So people who urinate frequently, my number one question is, is your liquid intake equal to your liquid output? Probably. Okay. So in that situation, we're not usually too concerned. What we see with women a lot is, um, particularly postpartum, if they laugh, if they sneeze, things like that. Yeah, I've been peeing on myself for literally 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, vaginal steaming is really good at increasing circulation to the area, at kind of getting everything to lift and tighten a little bit. Oh. So I'm not saying that that will solve your problems. And steamy I would probably, kegel. Yeah. Yeah, it's a steamy kegel. But there is a lot of value to some pelvic floor physical therapy in a situation like yeah. that. So if, if someone came in to do yoni steaming with that as their primary complaint, I would probably try and co-manage a case with someone who does some some of that type of physical therapy, but I definitely think it could be a tool in the toolbox that you could utilize. This is freaking amazing. So how many, you know, sessions do you typically, like if someone doesn't have a real issue, but they're just doing it kind of as maintenance, mm-hmm. how many sessions, like, do you think, I mean, do you think, like, on a monthly basis, it's a good thing just to clear out your goodies. Yep. <laughs> so one of the questions I frequently ask women is if they have any brown blood in their period and that's old blood. So, um, what I like to see is four days of fresh red bleeding with minimal, minimal to no discomfort. So very few women can describe their period to me as exactly that. Yeah. So I'm seeing brown blood. I'm seeing clots where people are getting some pretty uncomfortable cramping, etc. So if if you don't have huge gynecological concerns, then I would say steam once a month after your period just to make sure your your uterus is fully detoxing what's going on. And then we can adapt that treatment plan um, according to what your concerns are. So for example, if, if I'm treating a fertility enhancement patient, trying to boost their ability to get pregnant naturally, um, I will steam them pretty frequently right after their period and up until ovulation, but I won't steam them at all from ovulation to their next period. Oh, very good with information. With the hope that, yes, there's 
a little growing something. In so there. if you're pregnant, do not get no, steamed. Not right now. No, and that's part of, you know, eventually we will have a, a lot more packages available that are labor prep, that are postpartum, that are things like that. But it's a relatively new service here at Balance Thistle, so we're still kind of figuring out what people want. Yeah, totally, and that's great to, you know, rise to, like, what your audience needs or yep. desires. So there's controversy around this topic, this service. I mean, I know, like, you, you're very well-read, so obviously you know that. So I don't know even a ton um, personally, mm-hmm. but, like, I know that, you know, some people are que- they question whether it's actually good to steam or to, you know, I guess do anything with your natural state of being mm-hmm. in your in your vagina or your mm-hmm. uterus or whatever. Can you speak to that a little bit? Because we always want to like make sure we're educating people about like, hey, this is this is good for you. And I mean, I've never had this done, but I trust you. And so, no, I did no research to find out <laughs> what was going on. So I'm like, I trust you. I know that you would never leave me lead me astray. But yeah. like for those who might be skeptical or like, you know, this this might not be good for me. Can yeah. you share your so lots of people are skeptical, and I think that that's healthy to go into anything you're doing for your self-care with a little bit of, is this the right option for me? Um, so one of the things I point out is that it is really common in lots of other cultures. And in lots of other cult- cultures, women do this as in groups. It's just part of what they do. I particularly love that. for postpartum recovery. Exactly. That's why we have two stations in here. In case you want to steam with a friend. Oh my gosh, how fun. It's a very spa experience. It is. The only thing that I try to differentiate myself as people come out, this is a really pop, like popular and growing service across the U.S. right now, um, is that we um, take a very medicinal approach to this. So I find that extremely important because more and more people are trying to do this themselves from home. And I get a little nervous for a handful of reasons. There are contraindications involved. Um, so if you're pregnant, you shouldn't steam. If you're on your period, you shouldn't steam. Like, what if someone were pregnant and they didn't know it? Well, the steam and the warmth going up through the vaginal canal does actually open the cervix. Mm-hmm. So you're looking at the potential to lose a pregnancy. Oh, interesting. Uh-huh. The other one that... So be aware of your body before yes. you do this yep. in case, you know, you are pregnant. Yep. Um, and I do request when people are coming in to steam for the first time that they come right after the period so that we're in that state. Well, you know. So yeah. And if you're you're postmenopausal and you're not cycling anymore, you can pretty much steam whenever. But like for we the people who yeah. are totally knee deep in perimenopause, uh-huh. I mean, who like sometimes I have a period like I've been the most regular person my entire life and then the last couple of years it's changed up a little bit. So I'm like, I don't even ever know mm-hmm. at this point. Mm-hmm. So for the perimenopausal ladies, what do you do? You're like, just take a pregnancy test. Yeah. You go. Well, you have a, like, you have a stick before the, yeah, <laughs> they get I mean, here. We can do that. Why not? There's a bathroom down the hall. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, there's not a lot of concern if you're not trying to get pregnant yeah. and you're not of a particularly childbearing age. Right. Um, I get a little more concerned, like, If a woman is prone to breakthrough bleeding, so she feels like she gets more than one period a month, um, it's very hard to steam a patient like that because they're prone to blood loss and this increases circulation to the area. So 
that's a contraindication. We don't want to see them in that situation. Um, so we would tackle that case with acupuncture and herbs first, get them more regularly, you know, cycling, and then add some steam to the treatment regime. Um, with people with uterine ablation, you know, we're increasing circulation to the area, so we could potentially, there's not a ton of research on it, but we could potentially sort of reverse the ablation, so we don't oh, really want to do that. Yeah, so there's certainly... How can you reverse an ablation? Well, because basically the tissue is dead. Yeah. Right? That's what the ablation does. Because you've cauterized, for those of you don't know, mm-hmm. you've cauterized the lining of the uterus uh-huh. so that you prevent, like, crazy periods. Like, I yeah. have a couple girlfriends who had periods that were, they were like, oh my god, I can't even, yep. like, walk down the street without bleeding. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's a valuable medical service for people who need it. But as a result, what we're doing is increasing circulation to the area. So if we increase circulation to the area, are we going to see some tissue slough, like sloughing off that uh-huh. tissue? Or are we going to see regeneration of healthy tissue? Oh, interesting. Case? So it's kind of like some women would want that. They're like, like oh, my normal period up. back. But some women, you know, they got that that um, procedure for a reason. Yeah. And we don't want to do that, obviously. So freaking fascinating. I like have a million questions. So, um, men do not. I mean, they don't have a vaginal or a vagina, yeah. obviously. But it's like, I mean, is there ever a case where you steam a man? So I've never steamed a man. I think the only reason to put it on the table would be um, hemorrhoids. But oh, I interesting. Like, where's that sack and stuff go? Yeah, that's what I'm, I'm, I'm not sure that here at Balance Thistle we're ever going to steam a male patient. I think we'll just stick to women's Stick to the ladies. Yeah. yeah. So. So, from a prevention standpoint, mm-hmm. when we talk about the benefits of this, um, so we're increasing circulation, and why is that so important to our vaginal health, our reproductive health, if we're looking for that sort of gig? Lots of reasons. In Chinese medicine, any acupuncturist we know who works with women is, I'm going to use the word obsessive, about tracking the cycle. We can see a lot of indications of an internal health by being aware of um, your menstrual cycle and how well it goes. If it's long, if it's short, if there's blood stagnation, if there's pain, um, and we correlate it to a lot of other things going on inside the body. So um, we want to see a happy, healthy period. We want a 28 to 30 day cycle. We want, like I said earlier, that four days of fresh blood, minimal to no discomfort. Um, You shouldn't be really heavy. We also don't want to see what I call a pretty pink period where you just need a liner one day and then that's it. Um, that's more of a blood deficiency. So, oh, interesting. Yeah, so we like to see, you know, a really healthy period indicates healthy fertility, essentially. Um, and then from more of a biomedical standpoint, we know that the vaginal microbiome is, you know, a mystery, and we're learning more and more about it every day. So, you know, it's important to keep that vaginal health up in order to prevent bacterial vaginosis yeast accumulation, um, and the vaginal wall is super, super absorptive. Mm. So, you know, steam opens up lots of things. 
so that we can get those herbs to really permeate the area. Mm-hmm. And then, like I said earlier, the steam actually kind of opens up that cervix, which is why it's so good for uterine health as well, because we're getting all that the benefit of the your specific herbs all the way up into the uterus. So we can see some really cool things happen with vaginal steaming. So, like, if someone has a history of um, imbalance, maybe, whether that's an STD or they've had some sort of a cancer... Um, would this be something good for them? So we can treat STDs. I always tell people don't get steamed while you're in a flare. Okay. Um, or STIs, I guess. Is what STIs, they're now yeah. So those are usually in Chinese medicine theory a heat condition. Oh. Um, and we're going to put heat onto heat, which right. is not the way we want to treat those kind of conditions. However, um, steam and heat and herbal medicine are really good at treating um, viruses and bacteria. So if you're not in a flare, we can potentially get in the habit of preventing flares with regular steaming. Um, So we're going to use more disinfecting herbs for that, which, like I said earlier, we're looking at dandelion and things like that for disinfecting herbs. Um, So there are definitely, you know, lots of ways to use the steamer. That's so cool. I mean, for whatever reason, my constitution is like, I mean, I've had to wave the white flag. (laughs) I've had to, I've had to fan this thing out, but it actually totally helps. But it's like such a lovely, it's like a bidet without like (laughs) the shot. Yes. This is so cool. It's pretty cool. I love it. So do you use this, um, like just in like a treatment plan where maybe someone's like, you know, you're doing acupuncture with Mm -hmm. them. Um, on a regular basis, and then this helps, like, if you find that there's some reproductive stuff going on, you might use some of your Mm -hmm. other Mm -hmm. um, techniques along with this. Yes, so a lot of my patients now have steaming included in their acupuncture plan, so it's just another tool. So um, not only can we, like, for example, an amenorrhea patient, so a patient who hasn't had their period in a while, we're looking at some kind of blood deficiency, blood stagnation type situation. Um, so we want to increase the circulation of the area, move some stagnation with needles, but we can also use steam to support that. Um, we have some like cervical dysplasia patients, and so we're trying to just detox the area in that situation so um, I might rely more on steaming and less on acupuncture Um, a patient who is going through you know irregular cycles we're going to steam at certain times of the month and acupuncture at certain times of the month so it becomes about using the best tool for that hormonal phase they're in that's so cool that's why I love Chinese medicine so much and acupuncture so much because it is super specific to the individual, mm-hmm. and you are feeling what is happening within their system. Mm-hmm. Um, one size does not fit all, and so I love that. I think mm-hmm. that's so great. We're seeing that positive change. My first goal was vaginal dryness, is women who really struggle with that, and I'm seeing really good change in a and lot how, of my dryness patients. After, like, how many treatments would you say? Um, it depends on frequency. So a woman who's willing to come twice a week and steam is going to get results quicker. Um, so we're, you know, I always feel like even with acupuncture, you see the most change after about six, seven, eight treatments. So if you do eight treatments over four weeks versus eight treatments over eight weeks, you're just going to get a stronger result in that shorter treatment time. I love that. 
Well, you are awesome. Thank you so much. Dr. Megan will be at the Wonder Health Age and Vitality Summit in Fort Collins. So you'll get to hear more from her um, really about um, facial acupuncture, but we might be able to convince her to talk about this too and get more in depth. So um, really excited. Thank you. Thank you. This has been an episode of the Wonder Life Podcast, the unofficial sponsor of peace, power, and love for all on planet Earth. If you would like more information about Wonder Health or the Wonder Health Summits, go to wonderhealth.com, and that is wonder with a U, and check us out on social at Wonder Health, at Wonder Life.